The Tower of London has been widely described in media and newspapers as the storehouse of royal jewels and pearls and precious and semi-precious stones, gold, etc. of British royalty for more than 500 years. And what merits, what made the me curious was to have a look look at the world famous Kohinoor diamond that was supposed to be on show in this tower for the public. When I reached the tower building, there was a big queue of visitors, and though the entrance fee of ten pounds was considered exorbitant due to my desire to have a look at the Kohinoor diamond convinced me that I should not waste such a heaven-sent opportunity so lightly and secured the entrance ticket. It was evident that it was a high-security tower, with the security guards watching all with suspicion and risking some who appeared to be shady for them and searching all bags of men and women scrupulously for weapons or assault materials. The procedures, the brochures available at entrance of London Tower was really eye-catching and enticing. And I too took the services of a tour guide, a middle-aged but grey-haired Englishman by name Williamson, since I felt I cannot take full advantage of my visit to London Tower if I am to tour the place without help of a guide then. The charge demanded by Williamson for acting as tour guide though was same as the entry ticket charge of £10. And considering the benefit of having a tour guide, I did not feel that the amount for the guide was exorbitant at all. Williamson was a pleasant-mannered and humble person, and after casual introductory chats told me that during the one-hour excursion he will educate me of the cardinal points of the tower, including showing me the Kohinoor diamond, among other exhibits. So let me start with the history. Williamson started the mission with these words. In fact, this is a royal palace or castle with a history of nearly 900 years and was founded by William the Conqueror in 1066 AD to celebrate the victory of, over the French. Initially, this castle was used as a prison and served for some decades as royal residence, but till period of Second World War, this was tower was notorious as a prison instead. Williamson continued, as many as 112 executions have taken place in this tower, some for adultery, some for prostitution, and some for treason. Interestingly, most of the executions were for of those who were considered enemies of the royal family or church. Williamson continued his sermon, for this reason of torture and executions of, of so many Len of so many in London Tower, it is also known for many as a ghost tower too. Between 15th century and 17th century coronal, coronation processions of kings and queens 
used to start from London Tower to Canterbury Church. But due to fear of ghosts, royal families moved out to Buckingham Palace and Windsor Palace later, and the London Tower was made the storehouse of jewellery, pearls, diamonds, precious and semi-precious stones, gold, etc., and a printing a factory of British currencies are being done from this tower for the past 200 years. Williamson guided me to the various rooms decorated royally and told me there are more than 120 rooms here and if you are to see all of them and to learn their history etc it will take a full day and hence we will, solely, we will see only some of them and we'll move on to the area of royal jewellery, diamonds etc later. I agreed with the advice of the guide and hastily surveyed the ground floor and first floor rooms and listened to the history associated with each room too. The guide said that for security reasons, all precious jewels including the Cotino diamond are on display on the second floor and the location of these jewels are changed almost every month for security reasons and to prevent burglary and breaking of darkoids any time since the assessed wealth of this, these jewels is many billions of pounds. How is it possible for, for some darkoids to break into these towers since there are so many security guards around? I inquired. Innocently, Williamson replied with a smile, who will not lick the hand if he or she puts the hand in a jar of jaggery. After all, security guards are humans too, and if dacoids offer them even 1% of the booty, will they not facilitate the burglary and dacoity? I nodded my head in agreement. When we were surveying, surveying the royal rooms on the first floor of the tower, Williamson told me, this room is special, since this was the room that Anne Boleyn, the queen, had preferred to, to stay. What is so special about Queen Anne Boleyn? I asked innocently, like any curious visitor. Okay, let me describe Queen Anne's story a little bit more, Williamson replied. The story of Queen Anne Boleyn is really intriguing and she was one of the victims of royal palace politics and was one of the unfortunate victims of tower executions too. Williamson showed his medal as a royal, as a real storyteller and continued. She lived only for 36 years from 1500 to 1536 and had seduced King Henry VIII with her beautiful looks and was queen for three years after marriage with the king. Anne, daughter of one of the royal courtesans, was considered, considered as the most beautiful teen who used to accompany her father for all royal ceremonies and Henry VIII had a special attachment or even love for this girl and she was sent to France by King Henry to spend some time with his sister Mary. Mary, who was wife of Louis XII of France then. It was in France that Anne Boleyn became an expert in French language and customs and French fashion, etc. After a stay of seven years and on return to England, 
mesmerized King Henry with her charm and beauty and had no option but to marry Henry VIII under pressure from the royal circles. Please continue, I, I goaded Williamson to continue the gripping royal story. Yes, they had a royal honeymoon for some months and the servility of King Henry to her made to her made the enemies jealous of the influence of Anne the Queen and they were successful in spreading the rumor that Anne Boleyn is an agent of France and that France wants to finish off England, etc., etc. Sadly, King Henry fell in the vicious plot and after three years of marriage imprisoned Anne Boleyn and one day she was executed for treason in this tower itself. What a shocker, I lamented. Was her body sent to France too? Oh no. King Henry VIII realized his mistake and he was not able to control the tears for many days. And rumor has it that he used to visit the tomb of Anne Boleyn, buried in the royal chapel of St. Peter in this town, as repentance for his sin for many days. Yes, royal families can be victims of Gibelius' vicious propagandas, right? I commented while accompanying guide, accompanying guide Williamson to the section exhibiting the jewels, including Kohinoor diamond, on the second floor of London Tower. When I entered the section on royal jewels and diamonds and precious stones, I was awestruck when I saw a flash of light hitting my eyes, and I was reminded of the light emanating from diamond of a deity in a temple in Kanyakumari in South India diverting the ships mistakenly some centuries ago. I asked my guide Williamson about the origin of the flashlight and he said, Oh, it is from the Kohinoor diamond man. I couldn't believe it and then found the diamond to be a real centerpiece of London Tower and was wondering why despite being independent for 30 years, Indian rulers did not demand the British rulers to restore Kohinoor diamond to us the rightful owners. When I was standing in awe and puzzled about the inaction of our rulers in not reclaiming the stolen diamond jewel back, I was broken up by the comments of my guide Williamson. You see, this Kohinu diamond was a gift to British rulers by the king of Punjab nearly 200 years ago and is being used on the royal by the royal family only on day of coronation of a new king or queen. Gift from a king who was a child of less than eight years? I replied, maybe gift is another term for dacoity or robbery. I shocked Williamson with my comments. I was bringing with, uh, brimming with anger when my guide cajoled me to move on and to explore more sections of the tower. I was reminded of the words of warrior Bhishma, who lamented when questioned by a weeping and pleading Lady Draupadi as to why no warrior had the spine to stand up and fight the crowd of ghouls bent on derobing and molesting her in the court of blind King Dhritarashtra. We are helpless, sister. Might is right. That force continues even now. 
after about 20,000 20, years of Mahaparada era. Yes, facts surely are hundred times stranger than fiction, right? <laughs>